Welcome to The Table. You are listening to the Kingstown Communion podcast with lead pastor Michelle Matthews. The Kingstown Communion is a new United Methodist Church existing to gather people into communion with Jesus Christ through courageous conversation, creative community, and collaborating for the common good. For more information about upcoming events and opportunities to serve, visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Kingstown Communion. We're glad that you're listening along with us. If you live close by, we hope you'll join us for worship in person. And if you ever feel so inclined to help us by giving financially, you can do so on our website, kingstowncommunion.net. Hey friends, good morning or good afternoon or good evening whenever in the day, good whenever in the day you are watching this or listening along to this. This is Michelle and we are on the 32nd day, day 32 I think, of our good enough journey um, through Lent and today we're talking about prayer. Kate, in her book, talks about prayer. She talks about what she thinks prayer is. And so first I wonder, what what is prayer for you? What, What does prayer look like in your life? And maybe um, this question is less, do you pray? Right? Because that's a whole other question. And more... What do you think you have to do to pray? What do you think you have to do to pray? What does prayer look like? Kate talks a lot about this. She talks a lot about the moments in her life when she doesn't know what to pray, doesn't have words to pray, where prayer feels more like a, God, are you even there? This kind of big question than it does any kind of articulate words asking for anything or knowing how to share your feelings with God. It's just like a, ugh, before God. When I think about my own life and I think about prayer, I, um, I grew up in a, in a Pentecostal tradition where, sorry, allergies, um, I grew up in a Pentecostal tradition where where prayer we would have like prayer prayerathons, prayer marathons where we would each take a portion of a 24-hour or 72-hour period and we would have to pray fervently during that hour. And I remember always with good intentions signing up <clears throat> signing up for these prayerathons and I would, you know, pick the wee morning hours just to challenge myself, right? And it was easy for like the first five minutes and I would always fall asleep 
in the middle of it, and I always felt guilty about it. I always felt guilty. Why am I not the kind of person who can pray? Why can't I hold attention long enough to pray? Why can't I pray fervently? As if I I thought that prayer was this, during that hour, I would have to be vigilantly speaking the words of people and speaking the words of places and things and it and moments and, and, and needs as if I would have to be constantly uttering those before God. Now in adulthood in in kind of a my um, reawakened faith, right? I realize that that's not what prayer is for me. It's not this constant petition making before God. Um, it's not this constant talking to God and this constant utterance. It's when, when the Bible talks about prayer never ceasing, it's this constant state of, of seeing, this constant awareness, this paying attention to where God might speak, might show up at any given moment. And I have had people like that in my life. I don't know about you. Now, that even that is difficult, right? We, we get that. Even that is difficult. The, the, the unending attention to the things of God. But I think that's what we're aiming for. When we talk about a fervent prayer life, when we talk about being people who pray, we're not aiming to be people who utter things constantly, who spend hours at our bedside and on our knees, but to be people who are in this state of paying attention to where God might show up, having this openness in our life, this attention to the to everyone and everything around us so that we might see God speaking to us through people, through this moment, through this experience. And so that we might be ready when God actually has something to really tell us, right? Um, so yeah, Kate also in her book talks about what she kind of has come to understand prayer as. She says that she was reading a a New York, a, not New York Times, an uh, article in the New Yorker. And it was called Seeing with Your Tongue. A person experiencing blindness could learn to see with a device called a brain port. The sense of touch takes the place of the optic nerve, transporting images to the brain and somehow perception is translated. And she says, I can't help to think that prayer works something like this. In prayer, we are brought into the presence of God whose eternal reality translates for us. We sense that we were created because we are loved. Just that. We are not a means, but an end. And we are more whole, more alive, with a wellness that we didn't create through some transactional effort on our part. 
And, and there is some waiting necessary. To pray means to have to yield up space and time and energy and some of our our darling preoccupations, right? For for that paying attention to God that I was talking about. The mystery of prayer is that we may never understand exactly how it works. Just that it that it draws us closer into the intimacy of God. This kind of openness, this kind of paying attention, this kind of ever waiting for God to show up in our lives. Prayer is paying attention. And when you think of prayer as paying attention, it helps you not feel so bad when you do not have the words to pray, right? It helps you, uh, I mean, there is nothing better than a really wonderfully written prayer, right? I love a good, uh, there are people who who can write gorgeous prayers, and we use those, right, in, in corporate worship together. But often when we're on our own, I mean, I don't pray like that. You know that, right? Like, I don't pray in these these beautiful prayers when I'm on my own. Um, I've learned how to craft prayers even on the spot that guide people into worshipful moments. But when I'm at home, I don't do that. <laughs> I don't, you know, craft these gorgeous prayers before God. Often I don't know what to pray. And this this posture of paying attention makes that so so much less important. It's the paying attention that matters, not the words, right? However, Kate did today write for us a prayer um, that I w- I'm going to pray at the end. But before I do, figure we should read today's scripture. Um, and and Kate guides us in, if, if prayer is paying attention, then we can use scripture as a way to pray right? So if we let our bodies relax and our minds become receptive and open and we let our thoughts come and go during that time and not feel guilty when we think of something else or start making our grocery list, when, when we feel settled, then we read scripture. We read it slowly and we read it out loud as if we've never heard it before. And then we read the verses again, and we notice if one phrase comes alive for us in a special way that another phrase did not. And then we turn that phrase over in our mind, and we see if any, any memories or images or thoughts come to mind for us and ask what meaning this could mean, what meaning this could have for our lives right now. And so I, I want to invite you to do that today with Psalm 5. I'm not going to do that on the podcast because that would that would be lots of silence, lots of breaks, lots of moments. We're going to read it together for the first time. We're going to read Psalm 5, 1 through 7 together now. But I want to urge you to today pick up a Bible and reread it and pause and settle in it and see what God might be showing you, might be saying to you in scripture if you just pay attention, okay?
Give ear to my words, O Lord. Give heed to my sighing. Listen to the sound of my cry, my King and my God. For to you I pray. O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I plead my case to you and I watch. For you are not God who delights in wickedness. Evil will not sojourn with you. The boastful will not stand before your eyes. You hate all evildoers. You destroy those who speak lies. The Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and the deceitful. But I, through the abundance of your steadfast love, I will enter your home and I will bow down toward the holy temple in awe of you. This is the word of God for us today. Like I said, pick up a Bible today, read Psalm 5, 1 through 7, and see what, what memories, what images, what thoughts come to mind. What words stand out to you? Would you pray with me as we close? A prayer for when you don't know what to pray. God, I don't know how to pray. Here I am in the dark without words, praying with need so deep I can hardly see it or say it. Praying, though prayer feels hopeless. God, could you pray for me? Could you come into the space I'm holding and speak the words so they echo through me and back to my heart? Will your spirit intercede on my behalf Interpreting the groans I can't put into syllables and sounds. God, I feel hidden. I feel hidden away so deeply that I can't see very far, but I ask you, God, can you come find me here? I am reaching out a hand, eyes closed, trusting for the moment when the next step seems possible and seems safe. And until then, I long to just feel you near. Amen. Seven, three,